I don't know what problem you've been through. People go through big challenges. And uh, once they come out of them, then they can leave us with some lessons. This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. Today we have a great guest with us known as John Chardonnay. And he's going to be here shortly to tell us about one man, his, his diagnosis and the road to a vibrant life that is covered in his book known as Shadow Summit. Stay tuned. Please remember to share this episode with all your friends. And if you have a question, ask. We will try our level best to answer it. Or rather, John is going to answer that question that you may direct to him. And if you have any comment about the show, make it. We love feedback. Yes. And now, I don't want to take one more minute because I know John has a lot to tell us. So why don't you join me as we go together to meet John to come and tell us. Here we go. Hello, John. Hey, Anthony. So great to be with you today. Yeah, it's such an honor to have you here at Now Tell Us. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So my journey, do you want me to go into my journey? Uh, first, let me, let's find out where you are in the world. Yeah, right. Like a little context first, right? Yeah. Um, where are I, you? I'm. Where am I? I am in San Diego right now. Uh, okay. Beautiful San Diego. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, how's the weather and uh, what's so good there that he might if I decide to come there what will I enjoy well I, I'm not gonna say too much about it because it's uh, it's pretty nice here Anthony it's uh, probably 70 and sunny right now so uh, we won't get too much into the weather because we want people to continue to, to watch <laughs> and not spite me <laughs> Okay, okay. So let's hear what uh, John is going to tell us today. Now, I mentioned before we get started that you have a book, and that's what we are going to base our discussion on, and it's known as A Shadow Summit, One Man, His Diagnosis, and the Road to a Vibrant Life by John Chardonnay. Now, before we even go to that, uh, we can know about your background and then tell us uh, dive us into the story at some point. Yeah, so my background, uh, you know, I was born in, born in the East, East Coast, hard charging. You know, uh, I excelled. I, I was, I worked really hard in school and um, I just, I did my best and life came somewhat easy for me, mm -hmm. which was, which was great. And I was super fortunate. I was very blessed in in many ways. Um, and then at 27, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a, that's a sucker punch. You know, I had the world by the tail. I was a grad student at MIT and 
the world was at my feet. And what did I do? I denied it. Mm-hmm. 27, I, I had no sense of my mortality. And I was thinking, I'm so young. I don't have this. I don't want to attach to this. And so I chose not to. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, I did amazing things. I graduated, got a job with a startup, technology startup, moved to the West Coast, ran marathons, triathlons, climbed Mount Whitney, Mount Shasta, Mount Tyndall, really tall mountains in the Sierras, 14,000 feet. And I did everything that I focused my mind on, I was able to accomplish, even with the diagnosis. And I was super fortunate. Um, But eight years in, the disease took me to my knees. I could barely walk, talk, think, speak. And I had to find a different way. I was only 35. Mm-hmm. And, and I had just been married. I want to have a child. And my old way of being um, brought me to my knees. It just didn't work with me to be able to, to live the life I wanted. Mm. Now, for someone who may be hearing this word for the very first time, what is multiple sclerosis? Yeah, right. Multiple sclerosis. Right. What is that? It's it's a neurological disease um, that um, affects the, the the nerves in the brain and, and leads to sclerosis, which is decay, where um, the nerves, the myelin sheath, it's the myelin sheath, um, which is the protective covering around the nerves, like insulation in a pipe that wears away and it's a fatty substance and it allows um, signals that are traveling through the nerves to escape. So I, so I leak, I leak energy. I leak thoughts, just I leak neurological impulses because my nerves are afraid. Hmm. Wow. That's a tough position to be in. Right. How, how was it? Uh, what were you going through uh, coming to the point of diagnosis? What, what led to that? Uh, I mean, were you having some challenges or did, did something right. occur? Something in, yeah. Yeah. Right. How did I know? How did I know I had this? Mm. Uh, I was playing intramural basketball um, uh, in grad school. I was playing at a, the Harvard Law School gym in Cambridge. And I lost fine motor control of my right leg and right arm. And so I was like a spaz on the court. And I was, I didn't have control of my leg. And so I was trying to will my way down the court and I was limping and, and so forth. And, you know, I, I made one trip down the court and I was like, enough is enough. I raised my hand. I was like, I need a sub. Went out stretched on the sideline and tried to get to resolve. It's like, ah, this is a, this is just a pull muscle. You know, I was an athlete in, in high school and I did club lacrosse in college. And I was like, I, you know, I've pulled muscles before. It's just a pull muscle, buddy. Come on, get over it. You'll be all right. Just go on the sideline, stretch it out. You'll be fine. Mm. Uh, well, um, that led to a month and it didn't resolve. And then I finally got the MRI and the MRI showed 
my brain had lesions, which is area there the gray the gray matter has decayed. Um, so, yeah. What was your response at that diagnosis? I mean, we we all are living a life, and then one day we wake up, and we are told something that may be frightening, something that may be least of what we expected. How was your? How did you respond to that? Um, not well, Anthony. Um, I mean, I denied it. I denied it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's. it's the typical response when you said you have something, I'm like, I don't have this. And, you know, I've, I've relapsing remitting, which is a strain where things go away and they come back. And that's the way it was back then. Mm -hmm. And, and the symptoms kind of went away and the, and I was able to regain function and full mm -hmm. function. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that allowed me to say, I don't have you. Uh, I'm not going, I'm, I'm going to explode into life. And it caused me, like, I already performed at a very high level. I mean, I was a grad student at one of the best schools in the world. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to stop. And I used it as an excuse to go into hyperdrive, Anthony, like, mm. I thought I was working hard and charging hard before. Afterward, I sent it into a, a whole other way um, and, and really became super focused on my profession and super focused on physical and working out. And, and I, I channeled my anxiety because I, I had anxiety. Mm -hmm. and fear and i channeled that anxiety and fear into action and into athletic action mm -hmm. and and my body was able to perform you know for the first couple of years anyway and it was you know 6 years in i thought i had the answer to ms which is denial mm. and and over the next two years, so after eight years, that didn't work. And I realized that I had to find a different way. And so I, I went inside, I took four months off from work, which at a very, at a hard charging corporate environment, working for a technology startup, which is corporate suicide. Mm. And, but I was like, I have to take four months off. I did a raw vegan detox and just ate raw vegan food and did other healing modalities, other mental and emotional and spiritual healing modalities that over that four months, I got my life back and my, my body was functioning again mm -hmm. the way it had, you know, the way it had, you know, nine years earlier before even before the diagnosis and i was like oh my gosh i got my life back i got my body back um which was it was it was profound i i i, I can't i can't overplay that anthony i can't it was really uh, an amazing 
awakening. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I wrote the book because I, I took charge and I, I burned the ship on my old thoughts and my old way of being. And I found a new way of being that en- enabled me to stay healthy. And, and four months after, well, five months after I, I, I went there, my wife, my wife was pregnant and we had a child. Mm, and I didn't, good. Anthony, that was, I did not think that that was going to be possible. Mm-hmm. You know, six months earlier. I mean, I, it, I was at a very low point. Mm-hmm. I, it, I lost hope and, and I tried to stay optimistic. I tried to stay a, and be a very positive, optimistic person. I mean, if anyone asks you, yeah, what's that John Shannon guy all about? Well, man, that guy's so positive. He's so optimistic. Well, I channeled that into getting my health back. Mm-hmm. And I did. Wow. Wow. And you did it. And I did it. And then, and I did it. And so, but then I had to figure, find my way. I, you know, when I was at OHI in San Diego, that place where I did the raw vegan re- retreat, Anthony, I found four keys to well-being, which is mind, so mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And then over the next eight years, as I wrote the book, which took me eight years to write, I found three more which is social, financial, um, and uh, professional. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, what's the, what's the seventh? Professional. I had to find a new way of, a new way of working that fed who I wanted to be and allowed me to have my best reflection. So those those seven key aspects of well-being is what I found through this journey. And it's, it's what I wrote about in the, in the, in the, in the final chapter of the book as what I found. And it's what I've been coaching people on for the last 10 years. Um, so like, it's not just raw food. So like, what's, what's the key, John, to well-being? Is it raw food? Is that the answer? No. It's, all, it's those seven aspects. And those seven aspects have seven inherent energies um, which can power your best life. And so at the beginning, I talked about how my nerves leak energy. Mm-hmm. And so... Because of my nerves leak energy, I have to find a way to not let that happen. Mm-hmm. I can. How do I not leak energy physically? How do I not leak energy emotionally? How do I not leak energy professionally, financially, socially, mentally, spiritually? You know, socially, the things I say, mentally, the words that I think, and you know, and. emotionally, how do I not allow feeling to allow me to waste energy? So that's what, that's what I've learned. And that's what I've taken away from, from my story. And that's, that's the essence of, of what 
of how I can assist other people live their, their best lives. So, you know, at the start, Anthony, you, you, you said people go through tough circumstances and they learn something, they learn some wisdom and they take some wisdom away. Um, well, I, I have definitely, <laughs> I have faced down some very tough circumstances because 18 years ago, as all this was going away, before I made the decision to go to OHI, um, I was close to being in a wheelchair. And, mm-hmm. and then that's a slippery slope. Once you stop moving, once you go to a wheelchair, then you go to being bedridden. And mm-hmm. it can be, that's, that's the progression of things. And that's where I could have been. But I found a way to jump those tracks. I found a way to go from down here to up here to find a whole different way of living and being. Um, yeah. Yeah, you must you must be a very courageous person. <laughs> well, well, you're kind, Anthony. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all, none of us know what we're capable of. You know, I tell people that story all the time and people are like, oh gosh, I could never have done that. Oh gosh, God, that's, that's amazing. Um, Well, you never know what you're capable of until you're put in tough circumstances. Hmm. You You never know. And it's, it's the circumstances that make the man or the woman into who they are. It's those circumstances that that allow you to come into who you are. Mm. You know, and that those circumstances, Anthony, those circumstances, you know, 18, 20 years ago, that could have broke me. Mm-hmm. That could have broke me and I could be a broken person right now. You mm. know. I could be, and and you probably wouldn't blame me, Anthony. Yeah, you probably wouldn't blame me. You're like, oh, I totally understand, buddy. It's 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 a tough disease. I'm sorry, and yeah, there's a lot of sympathy, and yeah, mm-hmm. I get a lot of sympathy, but that's not going to allow me to live my best life. That mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and you're a good example of what I call the seed. Uh, a seed is taken and is put in the ground, underground, somewhere we don't see it. And to make matters worse, it, it, it gets damp and it, it starts rotting. Just like you described that your nerves were rotting. And then it at that point, when the seed starts kind of rotting, that's the, the point that someone could give up on life. And... The thing that makes it productive is when it's being there, when it's underground, when it's damp, when there is no light, when there is no hope, then it starts digging deeper. The roots keep keep going into the soil and then it comes out and becomes a plant that produces fruit at some point. I, I think we can describe your situation as that. You're so right, Anthony. I think you nailed that because I had to dive deep. 
I really did. Mm-hmm. And and then that that diving deep, there's a reckoning, you know, there's a reckoning with myself, you know, and I chose to look at myself and take an honest look and I had to change a whole bunch of behaviors, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of behaviors. I had to look, take an honest look at my life and be like, you know what, buddy? You can try to cling to those old beliefs and habits, but you know what, buddy? Those probably aren't going to serve you. And so you could, you might be able to benefit from shifting some of those beliefs and behaviors and habits. And, and that's what I did. I did that. And, you know, I took my life from, from here to, to here. Um, and, you know, and I'm no different than anyone else. Mm. You know? I mean, we, we all have one life and we yeah. all have, we all have to make choices, Anthony. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, that seed in the ground, I don't know that it can, it has consciousness to make choices, but it does persevere. That seed in the ground does persevere. Mm-hmm. It does find a way to burst out of the ground and, and sprout into, into something new. And I think, I think we all, we all have that ability within us. Um, yeah to yeah we all have that ability and as you say we need change when we realize that we are in a position that we may not have wished to be in when we find ourselves in situations that are challenging and we review and see that some of the habits that we were in are not going to serve us into the future then we need to change now, the question that I have for you that you may tell us, how, how did you, because after changing, there are many people who may go back to their old habits, to the things they were doing. And you are talking of several years that you've gone through this and you, you're still going on strong. Now, you speak of the seven aspects, but could there be one thing, one particular thing that has made you to stay focused and keep on pushing over all things to keep on uh, working on those seven. Is there one general thing that you say, I took that strength and it has kept me focused on these aspects. And I, it's a great question. It's a great question. And, and I would say it's probably faith. You know, it is, I had a, I had to have deep faith in myself mm-hmm. and in life, you yeah. know, especially, especially when I was in my first three weeks at OHI turning my life around. Cause it was hard. I mean, it was, I was getting up at six in the morning. I would do, I would juice my own wheatgrass. I would go to exercise stretch class and I just eat raw food all day long and I was fasting and I just I just had to have faith and Mm. I just I just had to believe that it was possible 
And it, how did I do that? Well, I had there, I had heard the stories of other people with MS who had turned their condition around um, through raw food. Um, and so I became faithful, you know, and, and I became open to everything. And I did, I did a whole bunch of what would be seen as extreme things and, and, and modalities to get my health back. Uh. Um, but, and sometimes I would keep doing them. And sometimes I would realize that they had to, they, they had worn out their welcome. They, they no longer were working. And like, so I had to use like faith and intuition paired with rational mind uh-huh. and, and, and thought. And I had to pair the two to shift my life. And that's like in writing a book, writing a book is the yin and yang of the rational and the intuitive or feeling. Uh And I had a pair of both of those. So, you know, in addition to faith, Anthony, a second thing that I would say is contributing to my, why I've been able to stay healthy is that pairing of rational and intuitive, you know, Mm. thinking and feeling. It's it's not one and it's not just one, it's both. And you need to, and it's, and it's a dance and it's an art and, Uh you know, yeah, there's science in it, but there's a lot of art. Wow. Your book, Shadow Summit, one thing I'll ask is how did you come up with that name? And the other thing that you can talk about is you took eight years to write the book. How was it? Did you write on a daily basis? Did you, uh, uh, what frequency did you write it? Yeah. Yeah. So Shadow Summit is, you know, the summit is, represents the ego. So in the shadow of the ego, so in the shadow of the summit is the truth. And so that's what that title means. Mm -hmm. Um, And so writing, um, you know, Anthony, I was about as far from a writer of narrative prose when I started started this. Like I was a rational, I was a rational corporate guy. Like I could Mm -hmm. write you a great email updating you on where my project was but man writing narrative prose that that that's that stirred the soul in the emotion man that was about as far from my experience as you can get mm-hmm. so um oh sorry sorry that was as far as my experience as you can get so i wrote i wrote 30 hours a week 50 weeks a year for eight years until I, until I wrote the book, until I figured it out. And, and that, and then that's part of the, like, it was pulled from me. That was pulled from me. It was desire and obligation. It was desire that was wanting me to write that, 
rather than obligation. Obligation is the hand on the back saying, mm. well, you've got to do this. You've got to do it. You know, if, if I had tried to use that obligation energy, I would have burned out after a year. Mm. Um, and so that, that desire energy is what compelled me to, to write the book and finish the book. Wow, wonderful. And we are glad that you did. Because if you've been somewhere, experienced things, and then come to tell us the things that you experienced through the challenges that you had gone through, you can always be some hope to someone out there who could be going through the same. You, you totally. Be- Anthony, Anthony I, 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 say, I, I say I'm hope in a bottle. That's me. I'm hope in a bottle. You mm-hmm. know, that's just just go to go to that John Shannon guy. Get hope in a bottle. Crack open that hope and it uh, and take a swig. Yeah, yeah. So go to John. The hope in a bottle, <laughs> right? That's wonderful. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yeah, we are on now. Tell us for you maybe joining us now, or even if you may be listening to the recorded version of this. This is now. Tell us, and we have. John Chardonnay, and uh, talking about his book, uh, Shadow Summit. Wow, is quite a story, quite a story. And I encourage each and every person who's listening to this to go to Amazon and get that book. You can always find the link in the description. Just click on it and it will take you there. And go and buy it, read it. Awesome. Get, Thank you. Get some hope in a bottle by John <laughs> there you go yeah i also discovered that you actually narrated it yourself tell us about i did right i i did i narrated it myself as well right Mm -hmm. i mean so i not only wrote it i i spoke the whole thing so yeah that's that's uh yeah it was quite quite a journey yeah i I will tell you you're quite someone because uh you're ahead of me. I wrote a book about three, four years back. I have never put it into audio. And, uh, oh, <laughs> so you are ahead of me. Yeah. I, I may follow your footsteps. Yeah, well, we, we all have our own journey. We all are where we are. And took me took my book 10 years to be out before I decided to free the words from the tyranny of the page and to record it uh, myself. So... Mm, congratulations for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And thank you very much for coming to Now Tell Us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. As we are coming to the end of this show, we would like you to just sum it up with telling us some few words that you think I myself or someone who is listening should never forget in, in life. What are they? Um, you're worth it you're worth it and um just take a step you're worth it take a step you're worth it take a step coming from john john chardonnay <laughs> you're worth it take a step don't just stay there take an action and, and and the action that we are asking you on this episode is to go to amazon and get the book that's the action that we are requesting this day. Shadow Summit by John Chardonnay. One Hope man. Hope in a bottle. Hope in a bottle. <laughs> Hope in a bottle. 
one man, his diagnosis, and the road to a vibrant life. Yes, and that's about it today. Thank you once again, John. Thank you so much, Anthony. Yeah, this has been Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Moirore, and together with our wonderful guest, John Shadone, we're saying, yes, take a step. You're worth it. Bye for now. Until next time. Bye.